Welcome everyone. You are listening to the Summerhill Wealth Management Podcast, where we dive into topics relating to divorce and women. Specifically, we discuss how affluent women can maintain their lifestyle during and post-divorce. Join me as we talk to the most sought-after divorce professionals across the country and share significant tips that you can take along with you no matter where you are in your own divorce process. So in this episode, we're going to have such an intriguing and interesting conversation with Doug Marshall, who he's a business valuator and his goal and what he's been doing for over 30 years is protecting the most important asset a business owner has, which is the business itself. So why would I have him on here today? And when we talk about wealthy women and divorce, one of the biggest assets that women have is most of the time there's someone in that relationship that has a business or multiple businesses. So today he's going to combine all of his 30 years of knowledge and background and all different types of industries and really help us dive into this topic of what do you do in divorce if you have a business? Because this is something you cannot not know about. You can't forget about. You can't pretend it's not there. And you can't just think it's going to be easy to handle without the right team involved. So I'm very much happy and honored to have Doug here today to talk to us about all of these great conversations and business. Doug, good morning. It's so great to talk to you today. How are you doing? Good morning, Olivia. I'm doing very well. It is Monday morning, uh, but I think I both sound chipper, so that's good. We do. We both had a, our coffee so far, so that's good. Well, let's get into it. So it's Monday morning, and we're going to talk about a subject that I doubt many people divorcing think about. So I'm so, so excited that you're going to actually really dive into it so that everyone understands it a little more in detail. So in the simplest terms possible, can you tell us what is a business valuation? Well, Olivia, when we value a business, it's a measure of the potential of that business to produce future cash flows and profits to the owners. And, you know, we typically call this enterprise value. You know, what is that business worth as a going concern? Now, if there's no cash flow, if the business isn't doing well, we'll estimate the value of the assets which can be sold. And this is often known as the liquidation value. So a business value is an estimate because nobody can predict, predict the future, going into the future. It's not a, an exact science. And because of that, it can cause problems for the owners, especially in legal matters. And valuation is an opinion based on assumptions. And because it's not a liquid asset, it's difficult to, to divide. But since it's your most important asset, it really makes sense to understand what a valuation is. Wow, that's actually, I've heard so many different people try to explain business valuation. I've never heard it that well done on simplistic terms because no one here, even if it's a Friday afternoon, wants to hear about something that's complicated, especially if they're going through a massive divorce or transition. So thank you for explaining that so simply. And why is it important to actually know the value of a business? Well, if you understand the value, it's going to help everybody involved make better decisions about the business. 
I mean, you know, I mean, there are different ways of expressing the value of a business, such as asset value and equity value. And knowing these differences, uh, you know, is important because those numbers are going to be different. You know, and it's not our goal to get too detailed here. However, I can, uh, you know, I can't stress enough that since a business is often a family's largest and most important asset, knowing the value is extremely important. So you know what you're working with. And you just touched on a great point is, so if you could go into that in more detail, it's so many, there's many high and ultra high net worth families that have businesses involved. And so what are the top ways that you see in your experience as to how they leave or exit it? Olivia, that's a great question. Uh, and, you know, there are six specific events when somebody leaves uh, or exits a business, you know, it's, and it's either planned or unplanned. And that's an important thing to remember. You can plan to leave your business and you can also leave your business under an unplanned circumstance. You know, and, and another way to say that is that it could be voluntary or involuntary. So let's, let's look at the six different ways. You can have death, disability, and what we're talking about here, divorce. You know, those are involuntary, involuntary ways in which you leave your business. Then you can also have a, a voluntary departure that's planned, or you can have an involuntary departure. You might get kicked out of your own business. You know, and finally, you can leave the business because the business is just not successful and it's forced to shut down. But typically what we're talking about here are unplanned departures from the business that could cost the family a lot of money. It could cause them a lot of heartache when it comes to trying to figure out how to divide uh, a business equitably and put it into a, a place where it's not harming all of those who are involved. Well, so when a couple who owns a business gets divorced, you're saying like those involved. So who is impacted when someone owns a business and gets divorced? Well, uh, this is what I love about small business, but it also creates the complication. So let's think about this. You know, we've got the largest asset that a family owns. And so you have the family who's involved, you have business partners involved, you have employees, you have customers, you have suppliers, and you have the community and other stakeholders. There are a lot of people who are impacted by the presence of a business or the disruption of a business. So I try to work with business owners and make them think about their business, not just that entity that is creating their lifestyle allowing them to support the causes that they care about. I want them to think about everyone who's involved because when people show up to buy, you know, the stuff that you sell at the business and you work with your suppliers, you have a responsibility to them because they have been a part of making you successful. So, you know, when I look at a situation like a divorce or a split family, I think it's also important to remember that there are all of these other people who are involved and maybe just focusing on that impact to the community can get, uh, you know, people who are in contention with each other uh, to agree to do some, some things that are good for that, for that, uh, that enterprise. Mm, that was a really good way of saying it as well. And I think my last question for you that goes off of the last one is, is it possible to avoid a negative impact? You know, I believe it is, but it does take a lot of work. I mean, it's, it's planning, planning, planning. 
And quite frankly, it's easier to do the planning than not to do the planning. But most people don't get around to doing the planning that needs to be done. You know, I talked about family and community, then the impact of that community. But the planning will put them in a position where they can say, if this happens, then we know this is going to happen. And it's important to go back and remember that when we're talking about a small business, this is not a very liquid asset. So it's not easily divided. And that makes it very delicate. And there's a lot of stuff that can happen to a, the value of a business if the proper planning isn't, isn't put in place. So let me just restate that. It's easier to do the planning than not to do the planning. And I think that every business should sit down with you know, outside counsel and say, we just want to protect this business in the event of unseen circumstances that could be death, disability, or divorce. Let's talk it out ahead of time. That makes the most sense. That is really well stated. And for the purpose of having this be a fun conversation where people listen to it and re-listen to it and then get what they want out of it, and listen to it maybe again. I'm just going to say thank you for your time. And that was just great. I appreciate it. Thanks. You're welcome. Thank you for joining another episode with me, your host, Olivia Summerhill, the founder of Summerhill Wealth Management. I help women maintain their lifestyle during and post-divorce and look forward to you joining us for another episode very soon. Until then, Visit me at summerhillwealth.com for helpful resources that can help you on your divorce journey, no matter where you may currently be.